Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Poker and Politics here. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the uh, Trump Twitter storm of insanity and the Herman Cain death, two things that totally go against everything QAnon's ever uh, claimed they believe in. You will have to forgive me a little bit because I am extremely tired right now. I am punchy as hell, so if the standard stream of consciousness that I am known for in these podcasts becomes a little more streamy and a little less consciousy, see, uh, I do apologize, but I've been putting in hours at the day job. And it's catching up to me a little bit, I guess. Best way to describe it. So let us uh, power on as best we can. So Trump uh, decided to do something that Q would never approve of, which is make a statement that has bad optics, because Q is all about the optics. We can't shut down the adrenochrome mills and arrest Hillary Clinton until... We have proper optics. We can't do anything until the American people are ready to accept what we're doing, and we can only get that with proper optics. And then Trump comes out today and says, you know what, let's not have an election. Fuck that shit. And that's not good optics. That's bad optics. Uh, When Barr is talking about, oh, maybe we will arrest a bunch of people right before the election. That's bad optics. The whole point of QAnon is to red pill people, to wake people up to the corruption of the deep state, to defeat the evil cabal. Yet, it seems right now that we are looking instead at uh, just corruption from the right against the left being celebrated as a good thing. And that no one is going to get red pilled from this stuff because uh, no election is not acceptable. And Durham arresting a bunch of Democrats right before the election is also unacceptable. The American people will not be cool with these things. So why is Q cool with them? Why is Q like, yeah, Trump, you're doing a great job. 
because again, if we're believing all this nonsense, all this absolute stupidity of the whole QAnon conspiracy theory, Q and Trump are working hand in hand. They are a team. A team that is out to defeat the deep state and save the world from the bad guys. And yet they don't ever seem to be on the same page. Q talks of optics and clarity and striking only at the precise moment, and Trump is irrational, impulsive, and childish, tweeting about whatever it is that pops into his head at any given moment. And I know I've heard people saying, oh, Trump made that tweet just to try to distract from the GNP contra- uh, GDP contraction and the stock market tanking and the fact that the Republicans can't cut a deal on uh, a stimulus package. So he's just trying to do something to uh, prevent people from noticing all of that. I don't think openly embracing fascism is better than the things Trump is trying to quote-unquote distract us from. I think Trump's just bad, and he's doing bad things. So I'm not exactly uh, sure about why people think that Trump's playing 11-dimensional underwater Quidditch when he's really just an impulsive moron who is mad about things, and he probably saw some internal polls that made him upset. So he was just like, hey, let's call this election thing off for a little while. Anyways, hey, how about that? And that's where we are. We are now at the moment where QAnon, who claimed to be about the American Republic, claimed to be about democracy, claimed to be about the Constitution, are now like, you know, Constitution's Constitution. If Trump wants to reign forever and we never have an election about it, fair enough. We don't really need elections anymore. Our guy is in office. Why risk him getting voted out of office? That's America, right? You, you, you get your guy in and you keep him there forever. So that's what they're doing with this, this really ugly declaration of just authoritarianism, or they're trying to spin it. They're trying to find some sort of like bullshit way to make this not what it seems to be, such as uh, Trump slaying a trap. There's always a trap. It's always a setup. I saw one guy talk about how um, the Democrats are just going to try to drag out the ballot counting until January 20th, and then boom, President Pelosi. And Well, then can't Q-Team count the ballots quicker? Wouldn't that be easy? And then uh, what about, and then Joe M was just like, oh, they're doing this, so the Democrats will demand no delay in the election, as if only Democrats would demand a election to be run on time in America. That way, when Trump arrests Biden, the Democrats will have no choice but to accept the election going off as scheduled. No one wanted the election to not go off as scheduled until Trump started tweeting about, let's not have the election go off as scheduled. So, like, this was not a trap because the Democrats were never going to be in favor of not having the election. The party that is out of power kind of wants to have an election for the simple reason that elections are how you obtain power. So there's no way... You don't have to walk them into a trap. If you asked 
any Democratic voter, if they want the election to happen on November 3rd as scheduled, they would say yes, or could we please speed it up a little, make it a little more, uh, make it a little bit closer to the current day. No one would say, ah, you know what, push it back another six months, let's relax, calm down. No big deal. Trump's a steady hand on the wheel. We can trust him. I mean, it's just such a silly, dumb idea to think of that you had to lure the Democrats into a trap where the Democrats would have to show themselves as wanting an election to happen on time, which is what all Americans want if they're actually honest about loving America and respecting the rule of law and uh, representative democracy and all the other stuff that is supposed to make our country the uh, shining city on a hill, as it were. So, yeah, Trump, fascist, America, fucked, all that good stuff. And then today, uh, Herman Cain died. Ain't that a thing. Trump had a rally in Tulsa. Herman Cain attended it. He did not wear a mask. He got COVID. He was in the hospital for about a month, and he died. We now have direct evidence that one of Donald Trump's actions actually killed one of his supporters. And again, QAnon cannot defend this, and they're not—they're not even really trying. They're just sort of like, well, maybe he was a pedophile. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's something. But according to QAnon, there's COVID is either nothing or it's—it's it's a little something. But you can cure it with hydroxychloroquine. So if Herman Cain was banged up with COVID, Trump just has to show up with the magic HCQ and boom, Herman Cain, good as new, ready to rock, all no, all problems taken care of, life of luxury established. But the HCQ didn't save his life when he died. So now there's people saying, oh, he had cancer, oh, he had this, oh, it's one of those things where... Uh, COVID only kills you if you have a litany of other health issues and it's still harmless. It's still meaningless. This death doesn't count. That's the way these people always operate. Any amount of evidence that goes against them is not enough. It's not confirmation of the truth that they don't want to hear. It is instead just a thing that can be dismissed away or explained away easily and simply by coming up with uh, excuses, just terrible, awful excuses, such as this, such as, oh, he had stage four cancer, which he recovered from, and he was cancer-free. Just all of it, everything about it. Uh, Herman Cain contracted COVID because he didn't take it seriously, and because Trump doesn't actually take it seriously, and the Republican Party is beholden to Trump, so they take their cues from him. So they're this anti-mask, ignorant, plow ahead like a bull in a china shop, do dumb shit thing. And it's it's depressing. It's just not good. That this is the world we live in. And comes to me on a personal level because this is what I I deal with the public uh, for my job. I'm dealing with them. 
and they are close to me. And they're wearing masks. Most of them wear the masks properly. Some do not. A lot of exposed noses. Sometimes fully exposed faces. Just mask all the way down, mouth open. No problem. And you can tell. They're older. They're white. They just don't get it. They just don't buy into it. They tolerate the idea that they have to have the mask on their person. But to actually comply with how the mask is supposed to work in order to fix things, not so much. I was at a table. And someone talked about how young people think that when all the old people die, the world will be a better place. And that old people are the problem. That was the quote. Old people are the problem. And then another old guy said, and I quote, Obama said that. Don't think that Obama ever said old people are a problem and that it will be good when they die. Obama's keeping it tight to the vest, usually. He's a man that doesn't show his cards unless he absolutely has to. And I don't think that Obama's talking about boomer remover and all that kind of ugly uh, ageism bullshit where people like this guy could possibly hear it if he ever talked about it at all. Because I don't think Obama's that kind of guy. But these people are so angry and they are so bought in to the idea of their enemies being monsters that they just uh, accept practically anything as being true when it comes to this kind of thing. So, yeah, I I worry about it because for all the safety precautions that are being taken and my neck of the woods is doing better on COVID than most, it's still just not deeply reassuring that everybody doesn't get it. That everybody isn't doing everything they should be doing. And there is the flippancy, there is the ignorance, there is this just lack of urgency to help your fellow man, as it were, and to wear your mask properly and to be a big boy about things. So yeah, it's just it's just frustrating. It's just really not cool. But what can you do? Thanks to the uh, glorious uh, Republicans in Congress, you got to work to make your money. You got to do stuff. You got to earn. So off to safe work conditions, question mark, goes the adventure. Talked to a co-worker and they uh, did not get tested, but they had all the symptoms of COVID earlier this year. So I know someone who, personally now, who's gone through it and their wife had it as well. So that sucks. But it's just, this is really frustrating. 
It's just really aggravating. This is the world we live in, and there are people who are not going to accept reality. Just not going to buy it. Not going to do it. Not until they're the ones in agony from contracting COVID are they going to be like, oh, this is serious. I should have my mask over my nose. I shouldn't be taking my mask off all willy-nilly and just yelling and talking at people. Just, and you see that in real life, and then you go online and you just have all these people screaming and yelling about masks being a tool of submission to the global satanic pedivore ring and all this stuff, and it's just like, do you, do you people not have any empathy? Do you people not have any sense of decency at all? No concern whatsoever for any other person. Just belligerent hatred about everything and dumb oppositional rage about public health measures. That's all this is, is a public... It's not political. It's a public health measure. And they can't help themselves. They just cannot help themselves. They have to be whiny piss babies. It's it's really, 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 really frustrating that I gotta risk my life and more than me, the life of my mother. I gotta do these things to make a few bucks to keep myself afloat. And it's just, it's just like, it's just, man, this is where we are. And we're not getting out of it anytime soon. We gotta get to the election, we gotta win the election, and then even then, we gotta get to the transition of power, we gotta get to the new president, and then, and then, we can start digging our way out of this shit. And it's gonna be so long, so very long between now and then. And it sucks. And I am just scalding my hands of sanitizer at all times. Washing them at all times. I'm trying to avoid the touch of my face at all times. Just just all of it. Doing everything I possibly can. Fighting the good fight. And I'm hoping it'll work out. And it's all, all we can do right now is just hope we can work out. It was like when they asked Trump if uh, he could assure people that reopening schools is safe. He's like, I am, hey, I can't assure anyone of anything. And he's like, great, thanks, Donald. That's what I want to hear before I send my kids off to school. That, hey, they might die, but they, tough. Tough, tough, tough. So, question time. Emlu, owl, who, bull, who, owl. I'd like a bit of background into the JFK Jr. Twitter account. I know about the theories, but what role did the Twitter account play, question mark? And who had now come forward to claim to be an original Q? I really, that, that, there's so many JFK Jr. accounts that are out there that claim to have, uh, to be the guy and all this kind of stuff. That one, I didn't really follow until someone brought it to my attention that they were going to do something. And they were talking big about how they were tired of the chicanery and the LARPery and it was time to put their foot down and blah, blah, blah. And then out came the uh, big article where they claimed that they were Q and told the story. But the problem is, is that's really all they did was tell a story. I wish that they had some more gravitas, some more actual 
uh, evidence to support their claims because as it stands, what they did sounds great, but it doesn't matter. It's like microchips claim to be the, the guy who did the Q drops. It's like all these other people who claim to be the original Q. It doesn't really uh, have any weight to it. And without overwhelming evidence, without just clear-cut proof of what you say is true, QAnon will never believe it. QAnon will ignore it to the death because they're not going to uh, acknowledge that they are wrong about anything and they're never going to admit that their hero is not a plugged-in super-secret spy with a high-level clearance and uh, works at the right hand of Donald Trump, the God Emperor himself. They're never going to accept that Q is Jim Watkins unless you can overwhelmingly prove that Q is Jim Watkins. And even then they'll deny it. Even then, at that point, they would say, oh, well, that was Q now. Old Q was the real guy. Then they, the deep state got him. Which is kind of what Kevin Shipp did at the start of his whole anti-Q thing. Which, again, was the smart play. So, I don't really know what this uh, account was kind of, like, doing vis-a-vis, like, Q in general. I don't know if they were kind of LARPy, like I the Spy or the Real Dark Judges, or if they were trying to be serious, like Geddes. I really don't... I don't know the history of that account. And then one day they were just like, I'm going to out myself as Q. So, there you go. And it's like, yeah, it's great that you added yourself as Q, but without overwhelming evidence, without actual screenshots or uh, like voicemail logs or anything like that with the other people, you, you don't have anything. You don't have enough to make even me care. And I wanna put up, I wanna poke all the holes I can into QAnon. I wanna discredit it left and right, but this doesn't help me. Because this is like the, the one of something I've always said is that when you hear that somebody you hate has said something you want them to have said, you better make damn sure they really said it. It's like the old guy saying that Obama hates old people. He never said that, but this guy just wanted to believe it. He just wanted to believe it because he wants to vote for Trump and he wants to do it with a clear conscience. So if Obama hates him, he can easily vote for Trump and boom, there you go, Obama. I showed you, you old man hating dude. Take that. Uh, Semper Fi, Comic 19 guys says, question, what happens if he wins or loses, specifically in respect to you? No, Q. As specific as you can get, the general answers are pretty obvious, unfortunately. Also, solutions to those scenarios will check out when you download it. Thanks in advance. Um, if Q wins, there'll just be celebrations. The QAnon will be very happy. Q will crow about it. They will talk shit. Uh, the arrests will be coming, the, the uh, pain will be coming, the uh, dominance of America and the world will be coming. And then at some point in Trump's second term, the vaccine will come out and then everything will go to shit. If Trump loses, you can game it out a lot of different ways because there's so many options if Trump loses. Does Q bail on Trump? Does Q show up and face the music. Just cue eat shit for having backed the losing horse. Or does Q just leave? And if Q does come back, 
What's their excuse? What's their justification? What's their defense? Now, the problem is, is that QAnon itself will be uh, insane. They'll be apoplectic of rage that the election was stolen from them via vote by mail, via all this corruption, because Trump and Q have both been screaming about how this election will be rigged. And they try to find ways to counter the rigging, but at the end of the day, we are going to have vote by mail, and we're going to have a lot of vote by mail, and it's going to lead to controversy for them. Uh, I was just reading an article, or a tweet thread, and the thing is, is that... uh, some states do not allow the uh, vote tabulating people to even like begin the process of processing mail-in ballots until the day of the election. They just don't let them crack them open and get to get to work. And that means that it is going to take some time. That uh, we may not get full results uh, from Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and uh, one other state that they brought up. Because those states, the the state law is that the vote-ins, the write-in votes, the mail-in votes, um, you can't touch them until, you can't even begin processing them until the day of. Whereas in Florida, they let them, uh, not they don't let them crack them open and tabulate them, but they will let them uh, study the envelope. They'll make sure the signature is right. They'll make sure everything's clean, and then that way on election day they'll have all the ballots ready to go. All they have to do is open the envelope up, pull the ballot out, stack them in a pile, and then run them through the optic scanner and come up with a number. So you're going to have a lot quicker counts in some states that allow them to deal with the uh, ballot, the mail-in ballots than others which do not. And obviously Trump is going to scream bloody murder that uh, the, the, the election is being dragged out and delayed so that the Democrats can steal it. And that will be Q's angle also, is that like Trump is being robbed by the mail-in votes. And because Democrats are overwhelmingly requesting mail-in ballots, it is entirely possible that uh, on November 3rd, Trump could have leads in many states with large quantities of mail-in ballots yet to be counted. And then as uh, November 3rd becomes November 4th and then November 5th and November 6th, those ballots start to give Biden the lead and Biden's pulling away. So that's why there's this massively concerted effort to attack the mail-in ballots as being illegitimate because there is this desperate need to try to uh, declare that what happens on election night exclusively is the victory. That when Trump has like small leads in three or four different states, and there's like, I don't know, 60% of the vote in, but the other 40% is all mail-in stuff they haven't counted yet, he can declare victory and say, I've won, Biden needs to concede, this thing is done, it's over, and Biden and the Democrats will be like, no, we know we know how the mail-in votes are going to break. We know, we're, we know we've know we won. We will just wait for our victory to be confirmed. And then the uh, political grandstanding will begin apace. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And then as the mail-in ballots are being tabulated in his Biden's uh, takes the lead and grows the lead, that's when QAnon lunatics will start killing people. And I don't say that blithely. I've said it this whole time. I just really think that like once Biden wins, there will be violence. I don't think there'll be a ton of violence, because again, most of QAnon's uh, core demographic is very old people who are not capable of doing anything. But a guy showed up a pizza joint for Pizzagate, and this is going to be literally it. This is the this is the death of America. This is the end. It's over. We're all going to be just uh, indoctrinated into worshiping Satan. Uh, we're going to just be force-fed adrenochrome until we become addicts. The, the the world is going to end because Joe Biden has become president. That's that's how these people are going to take it. They're going to take it as literally God losing to Satan. And there's going to be enough uh, 30-something, 40-something, 20-somethings with guns that are going to be able to do some dumb shit with them and get people killed. And it's inevitable, and I hate it. And uh, solutions, there are none. No solutions. We are fucked. So there's your unbelievably optimistic uh, view on all of that. The more I think about it, the more I dread Election Day no matter what. Because I... And I believe that Biden will win, and I believe Biden will win easily. But even that doesn't make me that happy, because that just means the people who've been lied to are going to find out they've been lied to, and they're going to become really, really, really angry, and people are going to get hurt. Ah, my, my, the Grand Inquisitor, A.I.S. Millard, the new avatar of a uh, Mallard says, uh, the media generally does not take Q very seriously, treating it at most as a minor curiosity. Let's say a large media network wanted to change that and hired you for a segment. What would you talk about? How would you describe the cult and the dangers it presents? I would describe it as a cult. That would be the first and most important thing to get across to people, is that this is a cult. They seek to divide you from your family. They seek to replace your family. They seek to indoctrinate you, manipulate you, and control you, and then radicalize you with uh, hatred of their enemies. They want to make their enemies your enemies, and they want you to be just totally irrational and incapable 
of thinking about anything other than those people being brutally murdered because that's the only way this this issue can be resolved. Uh, furthermore, I would bring up the fact that this is not original and all the, the uh, satanic panic, the Illuminati, the New World Order. I would bring up the fact that this is well-worn ground that is just being tapped into by a new voice who added a spin to it. So I, I would make it very clear that Q is unoriginal, uh, boring, and dangerous. And I'd bring up the people that have already been killed. Uh, I'd bring up the uh, crimes that have already been committed. I would make it... I would bring up the families that have had their uh, lives shattered by this. I would show all the damage that has been done physically and emotionally by QAnon to the world. And I would make it abundantly clear that these people think that Donald Trump is going to win election night in a 50-state landslide. That they are so removed from reality that this is how they perceive things so that when their truth actually hits them, they're not going to be able to handle it and it's going to go really badly. So, And also the fact that they love guns, uh, the fact that they are the Q is so heavily into religion and uh, evangelical Christianity... Just all of it, just the the total nexus of the conspiracy and the and the religion to create a cult online of people who will abandon their families to read what Jordan Sather has to say. That's that's the world we live in, and it sucks. Uh, he continues because I never get away with only one question from the Grand Inquisitor. Or, if you became a White House correspondent, what kind of questions would you ask the president regarding Q? I would just ask him the question, just straight. I would say, Mr. President, is QAnon a real thing, and are you known as Q+, plus, uh, by the group people that are behind QAnon? I would just... Not even, not even try to uh, explain it to him. I would just hit him with it in that kind of really uh, archaic and confusing terminology. Because, I mean, how many people in QAnon actually know what Q plus is all about? I mean, I'm probably a lot of them, but not all of them. There's definitely like thirty percent of them who have no idea because they're just these very. Uh, surface issue QAnon supporters who are fighting corruption and saving children and all that kind of just really uh, quiet nonsense that really permeates, permeates QAnon as a, as a shield against the actual bullshit they really believe in. So if I hit him with the question, are you Q+, plus? is QAnon real? That would be more capable of generating a uh, reflexive no. Because I don't think Trump wants to be pigeonholed as Q+. Because if you asked him, like, what do you think of the online movement QAnon and their support of you? You would immediately get a mushed-mouthed, very fine people response. So, um... And that doesn't help anybody. Because QAnon will spin it their way. The media will not see it for what it really is. And so on and so forth. So you hit him with, are you Q plus and is QAnon real? And he would 
sputter. He would have no idea what you were talking about. He'd be very confused. What do you mean I'm Q plus? What what the hell are you talking about? Are are you crazy? I mean, that's the thing is like I would sound like a nut to the public saying these things. Like, just you have to get in the weeds to call Donald Trump Q plus. That's fucking crazy shit. That's even crazier than talking about QAnon. So, and that's what I want to do. I want to hit Trump from such a frame of reference where he, a blue-pilled normie, although he is probably kind of red-pilled in the sense that he knows QAnon's a good thing that helps him, but he has no idea what they're about, what they stand for, really, because he's just senile and not very uh, intelligent. So, I think hitting him with that would be the best way to get a... Uh, reflexive, unequivocal denial, which would then uh, drive QAnon nuts. And then Jim Watkins would have to uh, get off his ass very quickly and uh, get the disinformation as necessary posted down right quick to get everybody uh, happy and back on track because they were told that this uh, question would result in an answer that would make them look really good, and now it didn't, and they're mad. And they need to be placated because that's that's all they want. They just want they just want their they want their their fifis to be uh, feeling good. Um, Chairman Walkman says the year is twenty thirty. With your cyber coffee, you open your cyber newspaper. There's an article about Q in twenty twenty. How do you think it reads? Um, talking about the post election violence. Uh, talking about Jim Watkins and how he was the publisher of the website that uh, allowed Q to spread his bullshit and how the dominoes fell such that Aid Kun got deplatformed after said internet violence happened and thus Q could not post anymore and then QAnon went from being a sort of uh, prophet writing a living Bible to a uh, completed Bible that was now being poured over by cultists to discern its secret mysteries and runes. And every now and then when this happens, whenever Q is, does take a break, you'll hear people say, oh, well, Q's already said all he needs to say. We need no more drops. It's all good. We're good. And then Q says, boom! And they're like, oh my god, the decodes! We've got to figure out the decodes! How many spaces did he use before he wrote the word boom? How many spaces afterwards? Oh, I mean, it's just that. It's just they're, they're addicts looking for a hit, and when they tell you they don't need a hit, they're lying. They, they need a hit so goddamn bad. So, um, that would be what I would hope that article would be about. Uh, in the sense that it would be the shutting down of Aid Kun and Q being uh, turfed. The, the violence I don't want to hope for, but I, I feel it to be inevitable. Uh, Troy Francis asks, If Q and Q Plus are all powerful, then why is Trump talking about pushing back the election? Surely it's a foregone conclusion. How do QAnons handle the cognitive dissonance around this? Uh, it's a trap, trap, trap. Ten-dimensional chess. He's suckering them in. He's so much smarter than everybody else. Just hero worship, family bullshit. Coming up with excuses, rationalizations, all of it. They they always have excuses. They, they'll never they'll never actually acknowledge what's happening as being a problem. 
They got over Trump wearing a mask, which was like fucking the death of the American Republic if he wore a mask. It was submission to the cabal if he wore a mask. Then he wore a mask and they were like, okay, it's fine. Really, the only red lines are losing the election and Trump pushing the vaccine. Those are the two things that I just think... Losing the election, I can't do anything about. The vaccine thing, oh man... That will be such a spicy meatball. Holy shit. Just un- unbelievable. So that will be really bad. Uh, Katniss Evermean. That's that's a great name. Uh, the Hunger Games is terrible, by the way. One of these days I'll do a podcast about why The Hunger Games sucks. And uh, that's fine. I'm, but... Uh, and now when I, when I write my own writing, I hope people are able to condemn me openly and freely as well. Uh, I'm a hack. Everyone's a hack. But that stuff, really hacky. Uh, do you think he is trying to get impeached removed so he doesn't have to face defeat or go out as a martyr? I don't think he's trying to get impeached. I think if he was going to try to avoid the election, he would just uh, resign due to health reasons, I think would be his excuse. I think that he would uh, do something to do along those lines. I really don't know what would bring him to that point. I mean, the thing is, is he's so irrational and he's so deluded and he so thinks that he's going to win anyways. It would take a lot to penetrate his brain and make him think, oh, I really am going to lose. There's nothing I can do to stop it. And then maybe if that happened, he would find a way to just sort of resign and just, like, freak out and quit. And that would be hilarious. That would be the greatest day in the history of the internet, watching QAnon try to deal with that. Oh, my God. The Trump resignation. Whew, boy. That would be so spicy and meatball. Oh, yeah, the other thing that could very easily happen, and I think would happen if Trump did get a second term, was Trump being removed from power due to uh, his dementia, which is just obviously getting worse, because... Dementia does not improve, so no matter how much how many drugs you pump the guy full of, eventually he's going to crack. And when he cracks enough that they can't keep him in front of the cameras anymore, say hello to President Pence. And there's plenty of QAnon people who do not like Pence, so Trump would literally become another JFK. Instead of being assassinated, he would have been uh, d- toppled in a coup, and QAnon would be furious. It would be really bad. So that'd be uh, that'd be really interesting to see. Uh, Dionysus two thousand one says, "When you are faced with a loved one that has fallen into QAnon, how do you handle them?" And uh, someone already replied back with a QAnon casualties, which is really it. That's really the answer. Uh, you need a support group. You need help. Deprogramming that person is going to be impossible for a regular person. The amount of resources and energy and effort needed to, for, to deprogram someone is immense. And you and I and others cannot do it alone. So uh, the best thing to do is to care for yourself mentally. Um, woke Mobile. Oh, yeah. I'm going to skip you for a moment because it looks like you're coming at me with some punches, which is interesting. So, And people who throw punches at me, they get, the, they get, last, they get last call. Uh, most important question in this crisis of failed leadership, a crumbling economy, and a deadly pandemic, is Q going to arrest Travis Viewer? What? Um, Q should. 
I mean, there's really no logic in Q not picking up Travis. Again, Travis doesn't have enough gravitas or pull to really impact anything else. So, uh, Rachel Chandler, Patton Oswalt, and Travis should all be cuffed and stuffed, like, within a week or so. There's no reason not to do it. Get cracking, Q. So, uh, Woke Mobile, who looks like they're coming at me, says, I got a question. How do you explain all this? If you can, you might need to do your research first, because, uh... Austin Steinbart is Q. Oh, whoa, I'm getting the Steinbart one. And uh, where we go one, we go all. Wow, I got, I got a baby Q guy. Uh, and the first one is a very old post from Q. But safe personalized messages. Find your way Find your way to you on multiple platforms for recognizing your contributions. We thank you for your service, Godspeed. Oh, yeah, this is one of those really things that are really interesting. Um... Because Q had always said there's no outside comms, but Q has also said that one day he will give all he will give all of his followers a bro fist, some way, shape, or form, which is weird. So yeah, nothing I can say about that because who knows. Um, the next one is FBI opened a case on Q booms. The FBI opened a case today on Q reboom statements and now the Texas bombings coordinated to end comms here predictable they are scared 4am they will fail we know the details Wednesday I uh, don't see how that is Steinbart he got arrested for being an idiot um yeah and there's a docket of uh, Steinbart being arrested because he's an idiot and then we got lines and arrows and timelines and bullshit that end, uh, the best part of this timeline is Trump landslide because of QAnon. Keep that in your back pocket, buddy. Keep that in your back pocket. Landslide. Trump landslide. Because Trump is never going to win the popular vote. Ever, 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 ever. The fact that we even completely normalized the Electoral College is a good thing that should exist and uh, subvert the will of the American people repeatedly, ad nauseum, and that uh, people like Rick Wilson and others were like, ah, the Electoral College is great. Let's fucking keep it. You know, fuck you. Fuck all that shit. The Electoral College sucks. It was designed to enshrine slavery and slave power into America. It was a bad idea that sucks. And we need to get rid of it, but we can't. So what we need to do is to get rid of the uh, Permanent Apartments Act of 1929, destroy that shit, uh, make it so that every state in the Union gets one representative in the U.S. House equal to the, the population of the lowest populated state, which right now is Wyoming at a little over half a million people. And then, boom, California gets like 18 more reps or something like that. Uh, Texas gets more. New York gets more. Florida gets more. Everyone gets more. And that will turn the Electoral College into a much bigger number for winning, but it will also hew that number a lot closer to the popular vote, so we won't have this problem again. So, yep, that's that. Um, just fuck the Electoral College, all that shit. And uh, Austin Steinbart being Q is adorable. That dude DM'd all of us uh, hardcore anti-QAnon people a long, long time ago, trying to prove that he was legitimate, and uh, he's a weirdo. So, yeah, great. Congratulations on uh, being a fan of Baby Q. That guy needs help. So... That is Ye Old Podcast for a Tuesday night going into Friday morning. I'll be back uh, Sunday slash Monday, as it were. Have a good one. Stay safe. Stay safer than I'm capable of staying. And uh, just 
see you around in a few days. Talk to you all soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 